The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to pump your energy and jumpstart your dreams with positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio on the world's most popular power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are. The Oprah of the airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, and her sidekick daughter, Heather Brittany, deliver lessons of success spanning the generations of the globe in their information-packed Tea for Two, a mother-daughter brew. In other segments, Cynthia interviews real-life trailblazers, authors, and experts with the courage and vision who show you how to build a road to fulfillment through their unique books and services. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll be informed and entertained. For your free lifestyle empowerment coaching session right here on the airwaves, turn up the volume, relax, sit back, and get ready to be inspired. Because Star Style, Be the Star You Are, starts right now. Well, it is power partner time. Hello, all of you are party partners. Welcome to Radio's Finest Program of Positive Book Talk, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Get ready to be inspired, uplifted, and soar to greatness. My name is Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And we are delighted to be your personal growth success coaches with you here on the air every single week since 1998. We want you to define your vision, discover your passion, and design your future in this power-packed hour of life-changing talk radio with authors and success perks dedicated to helping you achieve the results that you deserve. So we want you to be entertained, edutained, encouraged, and empowered. And Heather, what are the three rules? Watch it smile, have fun, and be willing to take that chance to be wild and crazy. You got it, girlfriend, and celebrate you. So explore your potential and embrace your possibilities. The miracle moment for today is brought to you by the Star Style Store. Get a head start on your holiday shopping and buy autograph books for everybody on your list. Visit StarStyleRadio.com and click on the store. And the miracle moment is by Walter Chrysler. The reason so many people never get anywhere in life is because when opportunity knocks, they're out in the backyard looking for four-leaf clovers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Heather. You know, I've always been looking for four-leaf clovers, and I find plenty of shamrocks, but none of those four-leaf clovers. So I, I kind of believe that we create our own luck. What do you think? Love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you, speaking of love, if you love the movie The Secret and the newest follow-up documentary film, Tapping the Source, you will be enthralled with our interview today with Bill Gladstone, who co-produced and starred in Tapping the Source and is the co-author with Jack Canfield on the brand new transformational book, The Golden Motorcycle Gang. And for those of you who might be just closet entrepreneurs, we will have with us in our third segment serial entrepreneur Jim Beach with his breakthrough course for guaranteeing 
Small Business Success in 90 Days or Less with his book, School for Startups. So there's not going to be any excuses for all of us out there not to get up and get going. And then now, Heather, Brittany, and I have tips for teens on how to be more financially literate. So we want you to sit back, turn up the volume, and of course, enjoy another wild ride through our universe of empowerment and entertainment. And one quick announcement, Heather, we got to announce it every week here for a couple of months. The National Essay Contest sponsored by U.S. Bank is underway right now. You have two topics to choose from that were designed by the teens at Be The Star You Are. You can win a guest spot here on the radio show. You can win dollars, books, and I think we're also going to give you the winner a an interview on our new teen show, Express Yourself. So that's pretty cool, right, Heather? Awesome. Yeah, we're adding new things all the time. Go to... Be the star you are dot org right there on the home page you'll see the essay contest or you can also go to btsya dot org and look up the essay contest there so good luck to everyone the entries are coming in and we don't read any of them and the judges don't read until everything is here so make sure to enter well is it a good idea for young kids to start working and how do kids spend their money? And how much do they know about financial literacy? Well, in the book, Be the Star You Are for Teens, Heather Brittany wrote an eye-opening chapter called The Gift of Financial Literacy. So, Heather, I'm going to pose the question to you. Do children and teens deserve or need an allowance? <laughs> I think yes and no. And there's a little you know, asterisk with that. In my personal opinion, I think kids need allowances, but not just to have an allowance or something associated. It's like having a job. I think teenagers today have um, you know, more spending choices than ever, and I think most parents don't realize that they need to prioritize financial education with their teens. You, know, you want to teach them you know, to do good, you know, be focused on school, you know, morally correct, but especially with this economy and how every dollar needs to count, and really kids need to know where and how every dollar is spent. It's really good to start at a young age um, educating your kids about financial responsibility. Um, well, and I want to jump in there because I think what we see a lot today, which is very different from when I was growing up, is uh, that uh, kids get to their teenage years and they feel entitled. I know I've spoken with other radio personalities and television personalities who, you know, had kind of lavished all the good life on their kids and then were shocked when they got to their teenage years and the kids demanded everything. So this whole entitlement thing, I'm not so sure it, it's a good a good role model for life in the real world. Yeah, I think, you know, everyone's dream, of course, you know, you always want to do that. Your parents, it's sort of that gift that gets passed on. Your parents, you know, want you to be so smart. They want you to always do better than what they had. And that always gets passed on. And some people, you know, what happens is they become very financially successful and sound. And so they want their kids to have just this great life, never want them to struggle as they did or their parents did. And oftentimes what happens in kind of giving this flesh life is you create this entitlement that's not associating value with it. And I think, you know, kind of the, the catch-22 with allowances, I think allowances 
are great for kids. Giving your teen your to a regular is great because this gives them a chance um, to practice money management. So if they're receiving this money, they also have to be taught about the money and the responsibilities that come with it. So one, I think they should just be given the allowance. I think there should be chores or tasks associated with it. You, know, you earn your allowance for the month or what is $20, and you will earn this allowance by, you know, there's a chart or something. You have to, you know, walk the dog every day, do the laundry, do the dishes, have all these things. Because in the real world, no one just hands you a paycheck. There's, you have to be completing your job. And, just, and I want to say something there, too, about yeah. that, because um, I just, I, this is just my personal feeling, but I really do think it, it works well, is that, the chores that you give kids that are going to be their allowance need to be something outside of what a child needs to participate in just to be a family member. So it, I don't think, it, this is my opinion, I don't feel that kids should be given uh, an allowance because they make their bed in the morning or they pick their clothes up or they do their homework. You know, it needs to be something, that's just part of being a family and part of being alive and being human. I- would you agree? I think that's just part of cleanliness. That's just part of things people need to know how to do. I think you know if there's you know the beyond you know other toward other things within the house. You know, getting the good grade. It's that thing that they don't have to you know be getting these good grades. It's that giving them something to work for and look forward to, and knowing that this is just how life is. They need to do these things in order to get that money. And I think also if they're going to be earning an allowance, or if you kind of set up that you don't want them, that they just already have basic tasks and you want to be giving them money, well, if you're giving them a financial amount, well, then now their other, um, you know, wants that they want in life are now their responsibility. So if you are giving them a monthly allowance, you're no longer, you know, entitled um, or, you know, or sort of forced into having to pay when they go out to the movies with their friends or buy their clothes or anything like that. They're making money now, so they need to, that will teach them budgeting. Okay, Sally, you know, you really you want it, um, you really want those new shoes? Well you're gonna have to save up for them. It's again teaching your kid it's sort of you know, the the full line of it. Teaching if you're giving them money, it's balancing money. It's balancing and when it, when I was in sixth or seventh grade, they taught us in math how to balance a checkbook. They taught us to that and we kinda of played this fake bank thing for a month. I think that's a great thing with kids. Set up a savings account. Make them planning for the future. Let them know, you know, they want, they're working to these good grades for college so, so they can go to a good school, so they can get a great job. But college isn't free. How are they going to go about it if, um, you know, the financial working towards grant, explaining what money is. The same thing, shopping. Take your kid grocery shopping. Even though as a kid they may not be buying all the groceries, but show them, you know, how to save. Comparing prices, using coupons. You know, really getting the wants, um, you know, the needs versus wants. You know, you don't. I really like that that you take them shopping and expose them to all that, and also the fact that they want a new pair of shoes. That you discuss it with them, their options. Okay, you have so much in your bank account. You know, I'll I will buy you Keds for whatever the price is. But if you want those Nike Airs or the new, you know, the new hundred and fifty dollars shoes, you're going to have to buy them yourself. So how are you going to get there? What are you going to do? Are you going to mow lawns? You're going to babysit? You're going to walk the dog, like you said. You know, you there's always you can have lemonade stands. There's a lot of things that that you can do. But I like that fact that. The parent gets involved in the training by not just saying, okay, here, yeah, oh, sure, you want and this, here's the money. 
And I think another thing, you know, going beyond just, you know, cash flow, especially with this economy with all the bad debt and all these things, is really establishing and explaining what a credit card is. A lot of people sort of this misbelief. I have this piece of plastic with this endless amount of money on it. I see a lot of times uh, people, they have credit cards that their parent, it's associated with their parents and they pay for everything or, or they don't understand that it's real money and that um, you see this a lot of times kids go to college. Uh, it's, I think now it's illegal, but they used to, people, you know, companies would have little stands set up, you know, sign up for a credit card, get a free shirt or something. They get this credit card, have crazy interest rates, don't really understand that they have to pay this back. And that though it says you only have to pay a minimum of $10 a month, that doesn't, by only paying that minimum, you're now accumulating all um, this interest, all these additional charges for for just not paying the full price. I'm really explaining what a credit card is. And you can even, you know, set up a credit card with your kids that only has a $100 limit, you know, something that they can't even go over and explaining to it. Also, because credit cards can be good, too. You're earning credit. Um, so that way they can have great credit. Explain to them how, how, what good credit means and for future things, for going to buy a car, for applying for jobs. That credit is a big thing. And if kids don't know that, a lot of times they can destroy their credit at a very young age because they don't understand the ramifications of it. So well, I like that them. a lot about having a credit card, Heather, because it is hard to build up credit. And that way, you know, you want to rent your apartment or whatever it is when you get out of high school. And by building your credit early and teaching your kids to sit down at the first of the month, pay their bills, pay everything in full, pay it on time, you know, make sure to be very watchful of this. You're teaching them really good values. Well, we're at the end of our time again, so it's time to wrap it up. Most definitely. Just always think, you know, always be thinking and teaching to read to lead. Um, definitely want to check out our website. Go to be the star you are dot org, be the star you are dot com, as well as Carmen Clutches, both with a K. Well, and you can start your children's financial education today. Help them learn to invest in their future because it's never too early or too late to start saving. And as a young person, you'll have the satisfaction of independence developing a work ethic that will take you far in life because money matters and it's really great when you earn it. So we do have to take a short break, but when we return, Bill Gladstone, co-author with Jack Canfield of the Golden Motorcycle Gang and co-author and producer and star of Tapping the Source movie, will be with us. So put on your helmets and your jackets. We're going on a soul tour of the universe. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And this is Star Style. Be the star you are. We'll be right back. You are the star. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite World Talk Radio show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Apathy, violence, and negative messages are everyday occurrences in our country. You can be a changemaker when you dare to care by supporting Be The Star You Are Charity, a 501c3 that empowers women, families, and youth through improved literacy, positive media, and tools for living. Visit www.bethestarur.org to find out how you can make a difference in our world. Everyone counts. That web address again is www.bethestarur.org. Be the star you are dot org. Be the star you are. Light up the flame 
Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. BeTheStarYouAre.org Be the lucky star you This business of show business is calling out to me. Avoid the scams and get started acting or modeling with a consultation from acting and media coach Cynthia Bryan, who has guided the entertainment careers of thousands of students of all ages for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. That's 925-377-STAR. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. volume, grab a seat, and get ready to be challenged, inspired, and motivated to greatness. It's power party time on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with your hosts, the mother-daughter dynamic duo, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Well, thank you for staying with us here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, where the world comes to talk and listen. My name is Cynthia Bryan, and every week I bring you the pioneers on the planet who are making a difference, contributing to the common good, and changing the way we live, think, work, and play in a positive way. Well, you've met our next guest before when he debuted his now international bestseller, The Twelve, right here on Star Style. Bill Gladstone is the co-author of the book, co-producer, and star of the film, Tapping the Source, which has been a People's Choice Award winner at film festivals. And he's back with us today as a pre-launch of his new book that he co-wrote with mega best-selling author Jack Canfield. It is called... The Golden Motorcycle Gang. Welcome back, Bill, to Star Style. Be the star you are. Well, it's just great to be back on your show. It's so positive and so aligned with all of the reasons why we wrote The Golden Motorcycle Gang. Exactly, exactly. Well, first of all, congratulations on the publication. Now, this is your third book, Bill. I mean, when we first met several years ago, you were working as a, a literary agent only. I mean, a, a big literary agent. And I do actually that from time to time. <laughs> yes, you do. I mean, you're actually a celebrity li- literary agent, and you represent, you know, fabulous luminaries like Eckhart Tolle, Neil Donald Walsh, and these people have all been on the show. But in the past three years, you have authored or co-authored three books. You co-produced and starred in the transformational film Tapping the Source, 
And now you're doing the Golden Motorcycle Gang uh, with Jack Canfield. But before we talk about the book, Bill, what was this epiphany that you could do it all, be a great agent, an author, producer? I mean, you're really now on the transformation, you know, super highway. I guess I am. I'm not sure I ever intended it, but I always did intend to write. I I wrote when I was very young and, um, you know, realized at that time how difficult it was as an author to earn enough money to have, you know, what we would consider a comfortable life. So I got into agenting. My father had been a publisher, so that was something very accessible to me. And I had a lot of fun and and made, you know, great sums of money. And um, so then, you know, pretty much on schedule as I moved into my 50s, decided, well, now I can go back. I have the time and I have the resources and I can write. And even though my first novel, The Twelve, has sold over 250,000 copies and is in 25 countries, I wouldn't say, and that's over a two-year period, you know, I wouldn't say that I earned enough money from that book that I would have been able to support myself in the style to which I've become accustomed had that been my only source of income. So you know, now I have the ability to really focus on writing for the right reasons, which is you know, to write something that I really enjoy writing, and then if it happens to make a great deal of money, that's great. But, you know, I, I thought I needed, you know, sort of the stability that I was able to generate through my agency before I really started writing full-time. But I really enjoy writing, and I do write very quickly. And I love partnering with people like Jack Canfield, who's just, you know, the most fun. And I learn every, from every book, you know, and improve what I'm doing. So, yeah, you'll probably be seeing a book a year from me. Jack and I are already talking about the sequel to The Golden Motorcycle Gang, which will be The Golden Motorcycle Gang Chronicles where we are going to solicit other people's aha moments, golden motorcycle gang stories, if you will, and sort of create a chicken soup for unusual souls. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, let's talk about the golden motorcycle gang because this was a story that uh, Jack shared with you many years ago. It was sort of like a dream that he had or in his meditations. He had lived in this other time period and was part of this golden motorcycle gang before he was born. But it stayed with you, this, this, this thought, until you guys reconnected when you were working on Tapping the Source. So tell us, tell us about this, because Jack probably wouldn't have done this book without your prodding and without yeah, your co-author. I mean, Jack is, you know, an amazing human being, and that's one of the reasons the Gold Motorcycle Gang is such a good book, is on one level it's just the story of his life, which is a very interesting life. So, you know, you could have just done, you know, Jack could have done his autobiography, and I'm sure, you know, many, many people would be interested just in that story at that level. But when I met Jack and heard the story of the Gold Motorcycle Gang, I saw a way that we could take his actual biography and weave it into a bigger context and a bigger story that would be of interest not just to people who know who Jack Canfield is or or are interested in Jack Canfield, but people who are interested in many of the topics that are of importance today, conscious evolution, 2012, you know, higher purpose, destiny, these sort of big questions that I think all of us have from time to time. And I have to say, I didn't know it would work as well as it has, but it really did come together with, you know, Jack's help and some great editing from Hay House, and the Golden Motorcycle Gang really does achieve the goals that both Jack and I had for taking this story that was really, you know, told to me in about 10 minutes over dinner 20 years ago or so that just stuck with me. And and every time I saw Jack, I, I would remind him, I said, 
Yeah, what are you doing with that gold motorcycle gang story? I think that's, you know, you've done a lot of books. That would make such a great book. And, you know, at the time, we were really thinking of it more as a children's story. We, you know, we didn't see it as a big book. And so, you know, Jack being as busy as he is with everything, you know, never got around to it. And then uh, it was really almost a comedy of errors. I found a children's book author who would, you know, sort of take a crack at writing the book. And, you know, I was dealing with Hay House on some other project and thought Hay House would be ideal. And then Hay House let me know, oh, yes, we'd love to do that book, but we don't really do picture children's books because this author did picture children's books. He was someone who had worked with Eckhart Tolle on Milton's Secret. And so when I went back and said, well, you know, they want more of a YA book. It'll be about 30,000 words. He says, oh, no, I don't write those kinds of books. And so I scratched my head and I said, well, I could take a crack at it. So originally when we placed the book with Hay House, it was going to be a YA, young adult book. And, um, you know, we signed a contract. When I got together with Jack, we realized that this was really a book for adults. I mean, we, we hope young people read it, and certainly anyone over the age of 12, I think, can understand everything in the book, and, and it'll be meaningful to them. But it really is a book for grown-ups because it deals with some very important issues that are related to exactly what people are concerned about now, which is, you know, where are we going as a civilization? I mean, what is this breakdown of our economic system, of our banking system, of our health system, of our educational system? You know, what, what's all this climate change about? How does it relate to the prophecies of 2012? And so we've really created a book that answers a lot of these questions, and it answers them in a way that provides a contest text that is, you know, practical and caring. I mean, I think that's what stands out for me most, having worked with Jack and known him for, you know, close to 20 years. He's really a caring person, and if you examine his life, his involvement with the civil rights movement and his own obsession, I would say, with self-improvement and self-transformation, you really get a sense of somebody who is there for a reason. And in finding his reason, he's connected with others who are also here for a reason, and ultimately we're all here for a reason, and those reasons are actually interconnected. And that's kind and of the beauty that, of Golden Motorcycle. That's what I think is so amazing. I'm so glad that the Golden Motorcycle Gang is finally on paper because haven't we all been asking these questions, Bill, forever? You know, it's like, who am I? Where am I going? Why am I here? And the reality is, is that when we stop and listen and go into our, our meditation state, we all have memories. And I find it interesting that so many of us who have had, you know, near death experiences or have had something like that when you come back you just know you're here for a purpose you know that you have exactly. a mission this is why this book really works because we ended up with three very different people because in a sense even though her name's not part of the authorship barbara marks hubbard was instrumental in the creation of this book um it was really i reconnected with jack after the tapping the source at barbara's 80th birthday party which jack hosted and that's really where all the pieces came together. And because I hadn't really discussed with Jack too much about my interest in 2012, and I certainly hadn't shared my own near-death experience with him in any detail. And it really is Barbara having had also an out-of-body experience, which in her case it was through a regression therapy that was related to treating an illness that she had about 15 years ago. And she actually had an experience in the regression therapy that was almost identical to the experience that Jack had had in his meditation and that I had had in my near death. And that's sort of unusually synchronistic in us coming together with 
shared visions that come from three totally different sources, a meditation, uh, after uh, life or, or near-death experience in my case, and uh, regression experience in a therapeutic context. So what we're looking and, and, and hoping you know, resonates with people is that millions of people have had similar types of experiences, and we don't know what sets that type of experience off in any one individual, but we know that they're happening in larger and larger numbers, and it's a matter of reconnecting to those experiences which do let the individual know that they're here for something more. And it makes life so much more interesting and more enjoyable. Jack, much Barbara, more and I, when fun. we're together, much more we're fun. just having a ball. Yeah, well, we're speaking with William Gladstone. We call him Bill. He is the co-author with Jack Canfield of the book, The Golden Motorcycle Gang. It really is a story of transformation and starts off with the story of Jack's life and then how this whole Golden Motorcycle Gang came to be. Well, you know, speaking of these, the regressions, Bill, and, you know, those, the three near death of experiences, you know, I remember when I was talking to you about writing uh, this new book and telling you about a, a client who saw this green chalkboard while he was Mm -hmm. literally dying. And you said, oh, my gosh, this was the same thing that Jack had. And so it was, and this was before the book was written, you know. So it was, it's really synchronistic that many people, as you just said, are experiencing these things. And what you are, are attempting to do here, I think, is to join everyone together because December 21st, December 22nd, 2012, truly is going to be a time of rebirth and resurgence and we're going to find more answers to these questions that we've always been asking ourselves if we're open and listening. Absolutely. And, and you know, what's really becoming clear to me is there really is a purpose, a design, if you will, to the universe. I'm not even just limiting us to planet Earth because I also have the pleasure of representing Dr. Irvin Laszlo and his work on systems theories and the new Akashic paradigm and the nature of multi-universes and time and space and everything the string theorists are showing us, there really is absolute clarity that there is an evolution at the level of consciousness in the universe itself, that we are part of something much larger than what we limit ourselves to by attaching ourselves solely to the preservation of our human body. Obviously, that's paramount. I mean, I'm not here talking to you unless we take care of ourselves, but What's really exciting is that life really is eternal. Our consciousness does not disappear with death. It does. And that's to me is so exciting. That's so exciting, Bill, because all the major religions are teaching this as well, whether you call it, you know, heaven or paradise Mm -hmm. or the afterlife or whatever it is. I'm just, it makes me really happy to feel that there's more. You know, that it's, this isn't all there is, that we come here for a purpose, that it's designed, you know, that we design our lives. And if we don't design our lives, our lives are going to design us. Mm-hmm. So it's it's critical that we tap. Well, let's go to tapping the source. We tap into that source so that we can create our own motorcycle gang. Tell us a little bit about actually the Golden Motorcycle Gang. Okay, well, the I Golden know- Motorcycle Gang is actually real. I mean, Jack... And, you know, it is a metaphor. So, you know, when I say it's real, it's, it's, you know, I'm not saying we're all driving golden motorcycle gangs. But the concept refers to people that are aware that they're here to make a difference. And specifically in Jack's case, 
They're the people that have joined him in the Transformational Leadership Council. It's not limited just to that. Not everyone in the Transformational Leadership Council would recognize themselves necessarily as a member of the Golden Motorcycle Gang. But the majority of the people there do, and they've dedicated their lives to creating tools that allow other people to enter into their highest possible state of consciousness. That's really what transformation is. And it's not about reading about it in a book. That helps, and obviously we communicate in a lot of ways, but it's actually creating experiences for others that give them the experience of transformation. Now, in my case, my transformational experience was a near-death experience, and you know, that was very powerful. But it doesn't need to be that specific, and it doesn't need to be you know, otherworldly. It could come through just paying attention to things that are occurring naturally in each and every one of our lives. Synchronicity is real. If you start paying attention, the signs are there of where you should be going and what you should be doing and who you should be doing it with. But you have to be open that there is actually some higher plan and that you have a role to play. If you think that that idea is impossible, of course you're not going to be open to seeing the opportunities when they present themselves. There is no such thing as coincidences. There is only divine synchronicity, and I believe that so much, and this is why it's so incredibly important when you meet people to recognize that each person who enters our life is there for a reason, and we have something to learn, and we need to show up and follow up, and I, I just know for myself, if I, you know, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now if I hadn't followed up on all those quote-unquote you know, coincidental meetings with people. So we I absolutely agree with you there, Cynthia. And it's, you know, I always love the, the song, the John Lennon song, Life is What Happens When You're Busy Making Other Plans. Yes. Make your plans, show up for the meeting for the reason you think you're supposed to be showing up, but be open to the very real possibility that that meeting is just an excuse to put you in touch with something that you really need to be in touch with that may not be you know, directly associated with the business agenda or the social agenda or the political agenda or even the sport agenda, if you're into sports, that brought you together. And Well said. Don't be attached to outcomes. Yeah. Bottom line is don't be attached to outcomes. Let, let the life unfold. But we do still have to show up for the work. We need to do the work, put in the energy and the, you know, the information, get the skills we need, dream big, go into action. And most of all, I think believe in ourselves and all the possibilities and let others help us when we need it. Well, where can people get the Golden Motorcycle Gang? We can give out the website, right? The Golden website Motorcycle is Gang. www.goldenmotorcyclegang.com. And there's a great multimedia book there that gives you sort of an overview of the book itself. And I think we already have prizes, the, the top prize, because we're going to have a big bestseller campaign. We want thousands, hundreds of thousands of people to buy the book in the next couple of weeks. The book is just hitting bookstores, I believe, on the 11th is the official launch date. I'm a speaker at PeaceLink Live at Agape in Culver City that evening, and that's kind of the official launch of the book. But the book is hitting bookstores you know, because there's variation in where they land as early as next week, and you can pre-order right now on Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com. Well, and also we just want to, I want to just give a plug to the 12, a novel. This is a Bill Gladstone's novel about 2012. Uh, yeah, 2012. Yeah, that, is at, just, that website and the books are out actually now in paperback as well, so that's under $10 for those. And uh, 1-2-the-book.com, the number 1-2-the-book.com, and you can go to the website and find out about that. And, of course, we still have tappingthesourcemovie.com, and that film is starting to gain momentum, and we're entering more film 
festivals. We weren't able yet to get major theatrical distribution, which is hard for documentaries, but we have been approached by Good Life Networks, which is going to keep create Tapping the Source TV because we have over 60 hours of interviews with the people, 130 people that appeared in the film. So there are going to be opportunities for people to see the full interviews. And make sure to see the movie Tapping the Source. It is so great, tappingthesourcemovie.com. Everyone, Bill, who sees it, I, I send everybody to get, get the movie. They just love it. So I want to thank you so much. Say hello to my friend Jack Canfield for me. Congratulations on yet another book. We'll be looking for a book a year here now, goldenmotorcyclegang.com. We want you to sail away with us on the Golden Motorcycle Gang and find out who you are. Bill, thanks for being here on Star Style. Be the star you are. Well, thank you, Cynthia. You just keep doing this great show. Thanks so much. When we come back from break, we're going to learn how to start our own business and be successful in 90 days or less with entrepreneur and author Jim Beach. We're going to go to the school for startups right after this. I'm Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. Be right back. The star you are. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take World Talk Radio on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star-style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7888. Two seven. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com. You can be the star you are. Are you a teenager with lots to say but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take World Talk Radio on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Be the star you are, you are the star. Turn up the volume, grab a seat, and get ready to be challenged, inspired, and motivated to greatness. It's power party time on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with your hosts, the mother-daughter dynamic duo, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Well, every week, Star Style, Be the Star You Are brings you authors and experts who expand your horizons and jumpstart your life. Be the Star You Are is a 501c3 charity dedicated to increasing literacy, improving positive media like this radio show and our new teen show, Express Yourself, and offering concrete tools for living a life of meaning and purpose. The charity is supported solely by your generous donations, so keep this entrepreneurial endeavor on the air by making a tax-deductible contribution today. Go to btsya.com or be the star you are.org. 
Well, have you always wanted to own your own business but didn't know where to start? Did you think you needed an investor or more money or more skills or whatever to get going? Well, today is the day you are going to jumpstart your life to success because we have entrepreneurship educator Jim Beach with us here to share his ideas from his new book, School for Startups. Welcome, Jim, to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Well, it's fun to have you. I mean, this is what we're all talking about. Everybody wants to be their own boss and start something up. You started your first company, Jim, when you were 26. It was a computer training, and you actually rented space at MIT and Stanford and Harvard. You had no capital infusion, but you grew the business to $12 million. Tell us about that adventure and, you know, how it really got you started on this way to helping other people become the entrepreneurs they were meant to be. Well, uh, thank you. The, uh, the great thing that we learned from that experience is what we talk about in the book, that entrepreneurship does not have to be about risk or creativity. When I started that business, there was nothing creative about it. I, I saw an idea that someone else was doing it. I adapted it and made it a little bit better, and then I went off and did it by myself. And you know what? The checks still cashed. The customers were still happy. People still loved it. No one cared that it was not 100% my original idea. And so, and that I, stops people, doesn't it? People stop because they say that's already been done. And what you're saying in your book, School for Startups, is take a good idea, make it better. Copying is, you know, kind of just like a pat on the back. Well, we have Dell and Apple and Hyatt and Hilton and uh, Coca-Cola and Pepsi. Competition is great. There's nothing better than competition. Ninety-three percent of businesses around the world are copies of other businesses. Don't be afraid to do that. And so, yes, remove creativity from your definition of what you need as the skill set to be an entrepreneur, and you're a lot closer to being an entrepreneur because you're not sitting around waiting for that lightning bolt of creativity to strike you. Go read a magazine, see an idea, go do it yourself. Go do it yourself. And the second thing was we started that business with absolutely no risk. And I've done that every time since. Uh, Cynthia, I did start a business one time with a whole bunch of money, and it exploded and was a big disaster. The businesses that I've had that have been successes have all started for under $5,000. And that computer training business started for under $2,500 before I had only spent like twenty, uh, maybe $2,100, and I already had checks coming in the mail, validating my product, customers already saying, yes, I want this service. And the cool thing was then I walked into the bank and said, hey, I have checks in my hand that I'd like to deposit for a company that does not exist yet, but I've got to deposit these checks because I need the money to run more ads. So, again, I don't think risk has to be a part of your definition of entrepreneurship either. And when you remove those two things, when you say, you know what, I don't care that my kids are going to college in two years. I'm going to start a business for less than I'll spend on vacation this summer for one week. That's well, no longer – go ahead. No, I was just going to say one of the things that really stood out for me when you started your computer business that I thought was – brilliant and could definitely be copied by other people was you had the idea you rented the space at the MIT and Stanford and Harvard and you ran a couple of very inexpensive ads 
You had no brochures. You didn't have a course designed. You had nothing really ready to go. You were just sort of testing the waters to see if it was going to fly. And as soon as the phone started ringing, it was like, uh-oh, okay, we got to make a brochure now. <laughs> and That's so right. it, that was a brilliant thing. Yeah, we were even afraid to answer the phone because we didn't know what we would say if they asked us any questions. So the message said, leave your name and address and we'll mail you a brochure real soon. And when we had like 50 names, we were like, uh-oh, we better, you know, we better make that brochure thing we've been promising all along. And that's when we designed our product, came to terms with, you know, price structure and what we were truly offering. And, you know, so we spent two weeks at Kinko's fighting over how much we were going to cost and, you know, exactly how many hours a day we were going to do, you know, different things. And eventually the product was uh, solidified. The brochure was printed right there at Kinko's using two-color press, you know, for $500. And out it went. And a couple weeks later, checks started coming in. And then, wow, we have to go really create this business. We had to go downtown and get our business license and get our EIN number and, you know, go get a checking account because I literally had checks in my hand for a company that did not exist yet. But think about that. I've only risked $2,000, and already my model has been proven. You, know, you, you see so many people who spend $2,000, and they've only printed a business plan so far, or they've got embroidered T-shirts and business cards and letterhead, but they don't know if their model is going to work yet. That, that to me seems kind of crazy. I I, can't I love that, that you think that that is crazy, because whenever anyone talks about creating a business, the first thing you hear uh, other business people tell them is, okay, well, what's your business plan? And you don't advocate a business plan. You advocate actually getting real-world experience and starting as little as possible and figuring out, is it going to fly first? And what you said earlier about investing too much money or getting too much money, I suppose, when you get investors, is you're right. You get caught up with the fancy offices and the fancy cards and, you know, all the, the trappings, but you still don't have a business. That's right. And, well, you know, I, I did raise a bunch of money uh, when I was about 30 years old. And, you know, the venture capitalists, the people who should have been the smart people in the room and the mature adults, asked what kind of party we were going to have to celebrate raising venture capital and suggested that it should be a party nice enough that the senators and governor and mayor of Atlanta would want to come to the party. It should be that high of profile. And I was like, wow, that's going to cost three, four $400,000. And they said, that's the way we do it, you know? And I was like, well, goodness, that doesn't make much sense to me. That so, makes zero sense, throwing a party when you could be using that money to launch your business. Well, you know, at this point, our business was already doing, you know, 10 million, 12 million a year in revenue. So at that point, we were, our strategy was a little bit different. We were getting ready to, you know, sell the company uh, already. You know, it was already moving toward that process. So they wanted visibility. They wanted to be in the paper and things like that. But, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs get caught up in the same thing. They were like, wow, I have to go get a new Apple laptop and I need a new Arion chair. And, you know, they spend money if they have it, on stupid stuff. And if you don't have money, the only thing you should be spending on is things that directly sell product or service that day. You know, so instead of writing a business plan, I want you to write a seven-word value proposition that is so sexy, unique, and compelling that when I hear it, I say, I want to buy that, you know. And so for my computer business, I can make 
I could tell you a value proposition that would make you want to buy almost immediately. And that's why that business was so good. I didn't need to write the business plan because I spent my time figuring out how to make my business so unique, so compelling, and so sexy, and so different that people would be begging, begging to give me their money. I'll tell you the value proposition, Cynthia, and you tell me, you're a mom, you, you tell me if this is not the sexiest value proposition you've ever heard. So it's a computer training thing. The, the word you left out was for children. It was only for children up until ages 18. And so it was sort of like a summer camp, but not really. But it had a lot of features that were summer camp-ish, but it was still computer training, very, very advanced skills. We figured out, though, in year two or three that what we were really doing was making unhappy kids, kids that had never found their social niche before because they were not football players and not cheerleaders, we were making those kids happy for the first time. And so I got mom on the phone, and I said, Mom, tell me about your child. Oh, I was just like your child. Ma'am, I will make your child happy for the first time ever. Boom. Done. How much well, can Where I do pay? I sign up, right? Exactly. Well, you How know what? It's interesting, Jim, when it was so interesting when I was reading that, that you had actually started this. I had a lot of kids that I have worked with in coaching them in acting and then also a lot of volunteers at the charity who went to your courses at Stanford. Oh, really? Great. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I mean, it, and it really meant a lot to them. And also, it was not inexpensive. And that is something that you talk about in your book. You don't have to be, you don't have to fight on price. You have to give no. value. I, I never fight on prices. As a matter of fact, I'm usually the most expensive. And you're going to be glad to pay me, though, because, again, I have created something, whatever industry I'm in, that's so unique and compelling. And, you know, there's a chapter in the book on this, that the value proposition at the beginning is what determines the long-term success of the business. It's got to be great. And I'll spend a year working on the value proposition. I won't spend any money. But I'll, you know, once the value proposition is right, is the time to execute. And, you know, that might slow you down. It might be a different way of looking at it. But it certainly allows you to do this in a, a low-risk way that doesn't, you know, destroy your life and cause, you know, the double mortgage and losing the health insurance and all of the, the nightmare situations that we see. Well, and that's so. something else you you really advocate is keep the day job, keep the health insurance, keep working. You work double time. And we're talking to Jim Beach. He's co-author of School for Startups, which is the breakthrough course for guaranteeing small business success in 90 days or less. And Chris Hanks and David Beasley are co-authors with him as well. And, you know, that is something I think that uh, when people want to get going, they tend to think that they need to just quit whatever they're doing and put all their eggs in one basket. And I've raised chickens my whole life, and I know you don't put all your eggs in one basket. I've fallen down that hill so many times and have no eggs for my customers. So <laughs> I think that you, you know, you, what you're advocating here is, is to keep your job and then explore the rest of the possibilities and you give up other things. You give up TV or going out to eat or whatever it is because you're creating a business that you're going to be in charge of. That's right. You know, there's nothing wrong with having a business that you run from five o'clock until midnight that only makes $10,000 in the first year. People think, well, that's not worth doing. But you have to do year one like that to make year three with $100,000 possible. So don't be afraid to start small. 
Don't be afraid to do it after work and during lunch. And I'd love now, I know we're getting close to the end here, to throw out a free business idea that everyone can go start today for zero money. And I think you're going to agree, Cynthia, that this is one of the sexiest ideas you've heard in a long time. Can I give you my free idea away? I want your free ideas. And you have lots of uh, free ideas at School for Startups. I just want to say that, too. So, give you know, give it to us. Okay, this is for the... Uh, 18-year-old about to go off to college or the 57-year-old unemployed guy, anyone who needs a little revenue quick, go into the restaurants around you and say, restaurants, Mr. Manager, are the only place in America that don't have any social media strategy. You don't have a Facebook page. You don't have Twitter. You're not collecting the email addresses of your customers. For $200 a month, I will do all of that for you. On a slow Tuesday night, you give me a call. I'll send out a Twitter and we'll have 50 people in here to get half-price wine on a slow night. We'll make your business grow. You're spending a lot of money on advertising, but, sir, Mr. Manager, you're missing where your customers are. You know, your customers want access on Facebook, and they want a free recipe a month and stuff. So I would like to be your social media manager for $200 a month. I think that if you went into 10 restaurants, you could sell probably two the first week. In the second week of trying, I think you're going to sell three or four. I think that within a month, for zero dollars invested, you could have a real business that's making fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars a month while you're on Facebook, which is what you want to be doing anyway because you're 18. What do you think? I think that is the coolest. And this is what I really love about the book are some of the ideas that are in here are just so simple. And as you said, they are just sexy ideas that you can make happen like immediately. But I do have a question for you, Jim, because one of the things that, you know, we're always hearing or reading about is to go for your passions. You know, whatever you're passionate about, you're going to be good at and you're going to want to put a lot of time into it. And, you know, usually you're very successful when you follow it. But a lot of the ideas that you're saying in here is it's like you listen to what people need and want, and then you go do it. Like how many, you have started a zillion, I don't want to say a zillion, but you've started numerous different businesses. So you start them, and then you get them profitable, and then you sell them. Is it necessary to be on passion, or can you can people... Start any kind of business. Uh, entrepreneurs are people that solve problems. I'm passionate about solving problems. I'm passionate about wearing blue jeans and T-shirts to work. I'm passionate about not reporting to a boss. I'm passionate about making as much money as I'm willing to work that hard to produce. I'm passionate about the process, the freedom, the lifestyle, the enjoyment, the fact that I can take Tuesday off and go watch my son wrestle uh, in his high school event, and not care what my boss says. I'm passionate about woodworking. I can't make a living as a woodworker. I've decided that being passionate about the freedom, the process, the enjoyment is enough. I like that. I So I like what you just said if, of the where you have to aim your passion. Well, you're a director of education at the Entrepreneur School, so that's the entrepreneurschool.com. Let's send people uh, to your website so they can pick up the book, find out more about being an entrepreneur, and get all the fun things that you you talk about and you teach. Do you want the entrepreneurschool.com? Is that the best website to go to? Well, you know what I would do first is buy the book because the book is, you know, $10 on Kindle, and 
the entrepreneur school were about to have a massive price, a 600% price increase. Whoa. Uh, if you buy the, I know, uh, I, I could explain that separately, but if you buy the book, you get a month for free. And there's 80 hours of video up there, starting with how to get an idea, how to read Inc. Magazine and find an idea there, how to go on Google to find an idea, how to pay for it, how to raise money, how to bootstrap so you don't need money. You know, all of our tricks for bootstrapping. Uh, all of the things that we know, uh, Chris and I, 80 hours, it's fun, it's light. We're not academics, it's not PhD stuff, it's story-oriented. And you get that for free if you buy the book. So buy Okay, the book well, we are Amazon. out of time. I'm so sorry, Jim, because I, I know that people really want to be entrepreneurs, but we're going to have them buy the book first. The book is School for Startups. And when you buy the book, then you get all this other stuff for free. And then you can go to the entrepreneurialschool.com and uh, get your free month and see the videos, etc. So, Jim, thank you so much for being thank on you Star so much. Stuff. I appreciate it. It has been great fun. The Beginner's Guide to Low-Risk Entrepreneurship, the school for startups. I'm Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. I'll be with you next week. And until then, go out into the world, have fun, play, and be the star you are. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for tuning in every week for the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Our goal is to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to reach for the stars and shine brightly. For further information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. You're invited to our Power Party next week and every week right here on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel with the dynamic duo, the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, our health hero, Heather Brittany, and the pioneers on the planet. We'll pour more champagne for the spirit with positive, uplifting, life-changing radio. Until we play again, be the star you are. You.